What up, everybody? It's your boy, Cousin Oz, the People's Mailman, back for another episode with Cousin Tony, the Architect. As the song says, Cousin Oz just can't get no satisfaction. My mission to raise money for my grill almost came to fruition, but almost doesn't count in the hobby. As they say, close, but no cigar. It's back to the drawing board for Cousin Oz, but in the immortal words of Arnold Schwarzenegger, I'll be back. By the way, a little parental advisory. The following content contains explicit language not suitable for younger listeners. Sorry, I was a little frustrated at the time of the recording. Hey, yo, Tone, take it away, cuz! All right, all right, Cousin Tone. It is the day after the Garden State Trading Card Show, which took place in Secaucus, New Jersey, where I set up with Rob the Sports Card Therapist, also, my boy Craig, Mr. New York City Sports Card, was there, half a Crosstown Cardboard. Shout out to Carmine. We missed you, brother. Man, listen, we had a great time kicking in with the fellas, met a lot of people. But unfortunately, you know what? I didn't accomplish my mission, man, which was to generate enough cash to acquire an Allen Iverson Grail card. But fear not, Sir Tony. There's more than one way to skin a cat is what I always say. So the Grail hunting continues. Your thoughts, Cousin Tony, on Laz's show in Jersey yesterday. It was okay. Um, I when we got back, it was. I, I said I saw one car that I would consider buying, and I did look at it, but it just it was a little too off center for me. Um, dude, it's just <laughs> and and the vibe of this show might bring some people down. So you might want to, if you're in your car, you might want to pull over real quick. <laughs> but we'll try to keep it as upbeat as we can. But uh, it was just okay, and and then not. I'm kind of like that at every show anyways. I mean, there's been tons of shows where I go and, and don't come back and come back empty handed. So it's, mm -hmm. that's not unique to, to what happened yesterday, but overall I thought it was okay. Um, I mean, I guess we can get into to the show itself real quick. The foot traffic, I, I thought it was considerably lighter than it was the last time I was there at that same show. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there was times during the peak hours of the show, you know, between like 12 and two where, it was a lot of empty spots in, in the in the room. So and I mean, apparently there were three shows, other shows going on. I, I wasn't aware of that until uh, time of recording. So maybe that's something to play into it, which I mean, to me, there's way too many shows going on right now. Yeah. Compared to the to the interest in the hobby. So that's guys are taking. I mean, like I said, I was at that show last time and the admission table was jumping all day long. I, I went in and out and. They were just sitting around, just chilling. Mm -hmm. That was not the case. So definitely too many shows going on, you know, with at the same time. And there's just not enough hobby interest out there right now to sustain it. It's obvious yeah. to me. I mean, I don't know what you think there, but I don't know. Too many shows? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I guess, you know, I, I'm not a big show guy, so it's hard mm -hmm. for me to, to say, you know, I can't, uh, you know, base it on my one experience in the last, you know, yeah. other than the national. So it, it's really tough to say if that's the case or not. But obviously, you know, I, I, I think interest in the hobby is still there. People are going to shows. Um, but obviously with, with what's selling and the values being down and the market being what it is right now and getting close to the holidays and things like that. You know, I, I just think it's, it's, it's like everything is contributing to a, a slowdown of the market uh, right now in all facets. So it's, 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 it's kind of tough to see and gauge what's going on until mm -hmm. 
we get past the holidays and go into January, February, March, and and if you know, hopefully there's an uptick in it and it goes back up, or is it just going to remain, you know, prices dropping, 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 and you know, God knows what what's going to happen. Yeah, I I had low expectations going there just again because I'm looking for specific things, and once again, eighty percent of the cases look the same. Mm-hmm. Man, you made we'll, we'll and then we'll get into like you know you setting up and just sitting on the other side, but um you made the point of man people just look and just keep right, right on moving i'm like well I, I did that i mean i was able to walk the room in a few minutes because they all they all look the same man it's the same stuff and and the guys just keep moving it it moves from one table to the next and and it's just the same prism stuff the same you know guys and i don't fault the you know, not that it's anybody's fault because if i'm i'm the dealer obviously i want to grab stuff that moves. I don't have to hold it too long and, and kids love it and stuff like that. So I, I get where that's coming from. It's just very tough at most shows to find things that are worth putting in the PC when you, when I'm in the state that I'm collecting in now, it, you know, I have no interest in, in, man, it's crazy. Like I can go through the show and I'm like, nope, 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 nope. And it's just constantly table yeah. after table, after table, after table with the same stuff. And, I can, I can, I mean, that show, I, within minutes, I worked the room because it was nothing there for me. And, and I'm just thinking, I'm like, man, is this, and it's like that more often than not. I'm like, man, other than online and really, really big shows like the National or maybe Philly, stuff like that. I'm like, is it worth my time coming to these smaller shows like this anymore? I, I don't know. You'd always, you know, find a diamond in the rough, but, you yeah. know, let's keep it real. Dealers are going there to sell the stuff that they don't want, try to get money out of it to put it into stuff that they do want, you know? And so they're mm-hmm. not bringing their good shit, you know, right. I didn't bring my good stuff. Yeah. So, but you know, I had decent stuff. Uh, but it's like you said, it's not the, the, the things that people, uh, you know, younger kids are looking for, or the, you know, the people that are actually there to flip and do the flip game or buy out tables. They don't look at that stuff as liquid, you know, and they want the quote unquote liquid, you know, we're, we're looking at liquid cars and it's, you know, the same old, same old, the, the QBs, the prism cards, you know, right. the serial numbered, blah, blah, blah. That just seems to be, you know, I don't know. Like, it's like, it, it's, it's two different worlds. You have your collectors and then you just have your, your movers and your shakers, your flippers mm-hmm. and what they collect and what they deem is worthy in this hobby is two totally different things. We look at what they sell and they, you know, they, they make their money off of as eh, junk every once in a while. They'd be like, Oh wow. Look at that. That's cool. Uh, but for the most part, it's like, eh, pass, 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 yeah. you know? And then they look at our stuff like, Oh yeah, that's not liquid. You know what I mean? That's something that somebody, a collector is going to buy that. And that's going to stay in the collection forever. That's going to be tough for me to move. You know, you got good stuff, but it's just, I, I, I won't be able to move it. So yeah. then you're in this little gridlock, you know, if, yeah. if, if you're trying to be, you know, so you either got to be in the game or just fucking be a collector. It's, it's tough to do both, you know, like big Ken's being the, you know, the dealer slash mm-hmm. collector, you know, Rob's finally came back. He was there yesterday for a little bit, you know, Craig, Craig's the master at just buying the most obscure card that you wouldn't even dream of buying. Mm-hmm. But in his mind is like, there's somebody, as long as it has checks, all the boxes, low serial number possibly 101 has the you know the game worn patch uh popular player not even a popular player just somebody that you know oh somebody will buy this and he'll throw it up he made an awesome deal 
I won't say the whole particulars, but he, you know what I mean? He just made an awesome deal and he just was able to flip it and make money. And I'm just like, that's awesome. You know, I love the fact that he can do that. Like, I don't have the balls to just put my money into random obscure cards and hope that, you know, somebody would want to, you know, go ahead and, and, and buy that. So that's just, you know, it's two different mentalities, man. But as far as like the, the whole market and where it's going and what, what, what it's up to, it's, it's, it's really tough to gauge right now because the people, like I've been saying, you know, like there's money out there. There's definitely money out there and people will spend the money. It's just, uh, they're very particular on what they're doing. Yeah. Very true. And we'll get into the, uh, we talked about buying somebody buying people out. I want to get into that later. I want to get a little more into detail, but at the beginning of the day though, setting up, Kind of like, what are the thoughts going through your mind as you prepare for the day? Or, you know, what were your expectations, things like that? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, first things first was trying to get legitimate comps on everything. Because, you know, once you get there, my, my whole thought process was I'll probably be able to sell a little to like the regular customers. I'm in a different area. I'm in New Jersey. Uh, a lot of what I have is Philly centric. You know, Dr. J, Charles Barkley, Allen Iverson, obviously, you know, and some different things, uh, David Robinson. So I didn't think that the market I was in was going to be, you know, I'd be able to sell out my table. So my thing was banking on somebody, one of the either the promoters that are buying out or, or another person would come and just, you know, say, OK, I like your stuff. Let me make you an offer and just buy out the table. So that was like really what my my hopes were. So knowing that that those kinds of people that come around, we talk about the, uh, the bashers and the buyers. Those are the guys that are going to bash your, your stuff to get it as low as possible to even, you know, some point even like 50% to try to go ahead and, and, and buy your, your collection so that they can go ahead and uh, make that. So you got to make sure your comps are on point. Cause that's the first thing they do. And then, you know, talking to commish, you know, he was like, "Yo, dude, Terra Peak is this, Terra Peak is that." It's like, I get it, but these guys aren't going on to that. They're going on to you know alternative ones like Alt, and like these quick, you know, predictive value uh, apps that aren't really necessarily what the last. You know, what I mean, it's just like a predictive value what it is. So, you know, if I have a card, say three to four cards that haven't sold at all, they're all pop ones. I was the one that last one to buy it. How are you going to tell me? Yeah, you're way off on that. Like, what do you? I can set the price on this you what do you mean you know, and, and compared to this person that's right on like so where are you getting your value from yeah you're way off on that so you know these are the things that you know when you're dealing with these individuals you really have to be on point when it comes to your comps and know your cards um so that was like my whole mindset was really seeing what i had getting the proper comps and being ready to you know have the values that when they come over saying okay this is what i want starting off high knowing that they were going to try to base that off of that get then 70 percent you know 75 percent of whatever that uh first comp that i gave them was and then you know work it from there and it almost happened three times but you know <laughs> well yeah well we'll get into yeah, we'll that get you know, yeah. we'll get to that but i will say um kudos to you everything was priced in your case so there were no surprises like that because, uh, you know, that's always a big stickler for us. So it would kind of be crappy if you showed up in your own case and nothing's priced, but you had everything priced out, fresh comps. Um, like I said, it was lighter foot traffic, but then overall, like not numbers wise, but 
inventory. How much inventory did you end up moving? Um, I know I remember you did. There was one guy who bought a bunch of Allen Iversons from mm-hmm. you. Um, but just the overall vibe of how much product you moved, what was moving, what didn't move. So just talk to me about just your inventory as a whole and how that all yeah. worked. Well, anything over 500, well, people made comments, but there was nobody even attempting to make a deal. You know, obviously those cars that I have, they were, like I said, again, Charles Barkley, Allen Iverson. So unless, you know, these guys were obviously collectors of that, they're not going to go ahead and buy a, an Iverson grail worth $2,500. You know what I mean? So um, anything that was over 500, I, I, I didn't see much moving. Um, now I can't say that for the same. I wasn't on the other side, but when I did walk around the one time I seen a Pokemon table, like everything was a thousand dollars and up. I don't know if you mm-hmm. saw that, those cases. Yeah. Like I was like, wow. You know, it's like 3,300, 3,700, 2,200. Like Jesus. Yeah. That's like a whole different, you know, world. Right. Like I have <laughs> no clue what the hell it just looks like a bunch of drawings to me. Like why, why is this guy, right. this black voice, you know, better than <laughs> this, uh, whatever the hell. So, um, Anything under 500, like, I, I think a lot of lower, lower, like, even, you know, $15, $25, $50, $100, that's what I saw was moving a lot um, from my perspective. Uh, so I moved a lot of those, you know, but, again, moving the, the lower tier stuff is not going to get you right. what, what you need. So, you know, moved about, I believe, 15 to 25 cars. I forget exactly how many it okay. was, but they were, you know, low end. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, pickups. I know you did one, at least one, right? It was a trade. It was a trade. Yeah. What was that? Talk, talk about that trade and how, what, what you guys did there. Yeah. It was just, honestly, dude, I did it just to do it. Cause yeah. I, I was just, I was there. I was getting frustrated. I was like, all right, this <laughs> it's, it's like, you know, two o'clock, nothing's happening. I'm like, I, I, you know, in your mind, you start talking, you're like, man, you know, I wasted my day. I could have, you know, actually Veterans Day, I was off. Um, I could have spent the time with my family and I'm here in New Jersey, you know, l- lugged all this stuff over here, had all these, you know, big plans and it's not going, you know, coming to fruition. Um, so, you know, you, you start thinking about all the, all the negativity that creeps in, you know, with that, um, what was the original question? I'm sorry. <laughs> the original question was, uh, <laughs> this is funny because I told you, oh, I said, I trade for it. yeah, yeah. But before you answer that, uh-huh. so last night we we're talking, I said, dude, you sound like me after I, I left the Philly card show uh, trade night. Yeah, night. trade night. <laughs> you know, you have you have stuff that you know is is good, good, you know, merchandise, you know, to the to the right buyer. Right. But then when you're put in the wrong environment. You know what I mean? It it can make you look, you know, and feel this small. And again, I I I knew it going in. I had, you know, the the feeling it was gonna work out that way. But I was just, it was just one of those times where you know you get up to to bad enough, you might just get lucky and hit a home yeah. run. And that kind of happened at the last couple shows too. So I was like, all right, you know, you just gotta be patient. Can't get frustrated. And it almost happened. We'll get to it. Uh, but you know, as far as the pickups though, the, it was, it was, it was getting slow. I was just there as more, it was me more talking to Rob and Craig than, than doing anything and a couple, you know, random people. Mm-hmm. Um, so then finally the guy comes over, he, he pulls out an Allen Iverson, 
you know, nothing significant. Just it, it was an auto, uh, one of the uh, Skybox Century cards mm-hmm. from the '90s. So he's like, he was really interested. I had the uh, <clears throat> I forget what the actual name of the set is, but I, I had you know the binder full of the cards, and I had a couple graded ones. So we just made a little trade. It was like $150 worth of value. Nothing okay. crazy, but it was just it's funny though. Do you, you pointed it out to me because I, I honestly, dude, I did I did it just to do it. And then when I looked at the card, I was like, you're like, yo, why, why is it signed twice? So the way the card is, because <clears throat> he had it in one of those like one touches, but it was the screw downs. Yeah. That's how, you know, that's that's when, you know, it's like like normally I don't, I don't touch anything like that. But just to yeah. get a little action going, you know, right. like the stuff that he wanted, I wasn't really, you know, I got yeah. for like 80 bucks at the Philly show, you know, yeah. a while back. Um, in a Magic Johnson binder. So, you know, it was just a, to do a deal. And apparently it looks like Alan Iverson signed the bottom of the card and there's windows in the card. So you have the cardboard pieces and then there's like clear windows. So the windows sit a little bit lower. So when he went to sign, he saw, signed on the windows and the cardboard and it was, it's like the, the, the you know, the autos all jacked up. And then he looked like he he probably looked at it was like, oh, my bad. And then signed it again, you know, a little bit above it where the cardboard is. So there's actually two Allen Iverson signatures on the card. So <laughs> it's pretty funny. But that that's yeah. that, that was, uh, you know, one of the exciting parts of my day. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a cool card. But, yeah, now you got the double the double auto. So I, I guess at some point, it's you're like an error card. There you go. Yeah. I guess it's, <laughs> yeah. At some point, you got to put that up online so people could see it but uh, yeah. it's, it's funny um yeah that was more than me i, I said I, I didn't have any pickups at all i tried i mean trust me i went around the room four or five times i was like you know so what did you I... actually see what was the one card that you were willing to uh, yeah 1972 psa 8 clemente mm-hmm. um of course uh no actually that was priced that one was priced but um when the guy took it out of the case it was just it was left to right it was just too far off uh so i was like eh, nah price was actually very good it was which maybe that's why and, you know again they had the car where i couldn't see it it was kind of laying one lane over the other so they had the good side of the card sticking out with the price i was like oh that's a pretty good price to start off and then when i you know when he pulls out the card and i was like oh yeah that's why it's priced that way you know left mm-hmm. left to right wasn't wasn't up to par for your boys so i just i let it go uh Again, I, I took multiple laps, hoping that you know, as as the day goes on, that people's cases turn over, and um, didn't really happen. Other thing too, I noticed that there weren't a lot of people. Uh, the whole day I was there, I think two people came up asking if I was buying and showing me their stuff. Mm-hmm. Didn't have a lot of that because um, I was. That's what. That's were, I mean. Like I said they were carrying around their Zion cases. There, all of them had them, but none of them yeah. were like, "Hey, you buying?" I guess they, you know. The thing yeah. is, Laz is over at the at the corner there That's buying true. all the collections. So maybe they were just going straight there. Yeah. And then be like, yeah, nope. Or yeah, yeah. perhaps. Yeah, I'm not perhaps. I'm not, I saw a couple of times Craig was was looking through some cases, mm-hmm. but we did run into the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Mookie Chilson came oh, through. Mookie, Mookie. <laughs> so shout out to Mookie Chilson out there. Actually, you guys did a little little something something. Oh yeah, <laughs> he, he contributed to the uh, yeah. the grill hunting, and uh, you know he's he's a New York fan. So I had my binder of all my classic uh, nostalgia wax, which uh, you know anything ranging from the nineteen 
70s all the way up to uh my i'd say the the you know late 90s and before he left i was like bro i got you know let's make a deal so i showed him my um new york uh new york knicks page which was all patrick ewing and uh all the classic eight you know 90s junk wax so he's like oh i gotta have that so you know he's yeah. like oh yeah he's, what, what, what do you want for it i was like you know it was like five bucks he's like nah man nah he gave me 20 i was like oh you're the man, you're the man. <laughs> appreciate you there you go shout out to mookie and that's what um we met uh his name is escaping escaping me right now but a big He's a big Giants fan. I remember the guy had real high energy and yes. uh, listening to the show. So I apologize. Your name is escaping me right now, sir. But we appreciate you coming up to the table. Him and another uh, and another listener, a big dude in the beginning of the day, of the day. His name is escaping me right now too. But it's kind of cool because, like, be honest. Like sometimes we've talked about this. Like you know, we grind. It's basically this can be a grind at times. Sometimes, right, mm-hmm. where you feel you're forced to go out and and, and record. But I was like, that was uplifting yesterday to meet some people who actually listen to the show. And it's like, yo, yeah. dude, I appreciate what you guys are doing. Um, you know, we're like, we're sitting in the car. My man's driving around for work and, you know, we're he's riding along with us. He's laughing yeah. at the stupid stuff that I say. <laughs> so <laughs> um, so it, it's that was kind of a, out like that was a boost of of like, all right. You know what I mean, because it's like sometimes you're like you always say like, it's, you know, you see the numbers or whatever. Yeah, people are listening, but are people really listening? You know what I mean, mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah, that, that's always a plus, man. That's always a plus, you know, when you're out there in the wild and it's like, oh, cousins, you know, yeah. So, yeah, that, that, that's cool, man. It's like, it's not, you know, we we do it because we love it. We do it because, you know, we're just talking about our journey. Um, and you want people to listen, obviously. It's like you, you don't want to have no listeners. Um but it's not like the the be all end all, so it's it's just one of those things. Uh, it's like what you call a labor of love. But when you do get that recognition, it's like when you go to work every day. You know you're doing your best job, but mm-hmm. the boss always picks out the wrong things or doesn't tell you anything at all. So you're like, damn man, y'all don't appreciate anything. You know what I mean? I'm here working hard, busting my ass, way more than homeboy over here, and he seems to be getting all the love because he's so shitty. You know what I mean? Like he gets all the attentions. Like any nobody can stop talking about homeboy over here because because he's so crappy. You, you have to be on him. And meanwhile, you know, the hard workers, all they get is more work. So that's kind of like, you know, what we do with this content. It's like we're not getting paid for it. You know what I mean? So the only time we any have any interaction is at these shows and things like that or through the DMs. And so when people reach out and say positive things, it really hits home. Yeah. Yeah. So it was it was really nice to get that feedback. So thank you for thank you to you guys uh, for coming out and, and, you know, reaching out. And definitely thank you for, for listening. So. You know, the day goes on at that point. I think it was around 1.30 ish. Um, I was like, well, that was it for me. Like I said, I had nothing really much. I didn't have too much going on. Uh, didn't have anything set up. Didn't have anything in the room as much as I tried to go and buy something. It just was not happening. So at that point, I was like, let me get up out of here and kind of hit the road. And I'm like, Oz, hopefully something comes through and, 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 the, and the fortunes change. Because, um, I mean, at that point, at least you made enough to cover the table, which was all right, so um, so we got that um, out of the way. Table but then, and gas, yeah, table <laughs> and gas, yeah. So talk to me, man. And then, so you're there, and all of a sudden, there's an opportunity that comes out to 
comes about multiple yeah. opportunities, but let's just go through each one. And then we don't have to, you know, name names and stuff like that. It's yeah. just a matter of talk to me about what went down, you know, give us the deets as they say. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I said, it, it's, it's two o'clock things are, you know, steady, but nothing, nothing's really happening. So in my mind, I'm like already shutting down. I'm like, yeah, I mean, this, this isn't going anywhere. You know, Rob's made, made a couple sales at this point. You know, Craig's doing more buying, um, but he's still making some, some things happen. I had a few sales, but nothing crazy. Um, and then the one gentleman from the show who, who's, uh, you know, purchasing, looking to buy out tables and stuff, he, he comes around. So Rob's like, yeah, this guy right here, there's no law offer low enough that he won't take. <laughs> he, he's ready to he's ready to move everything. So, you know, go make this man an offer. And, um, you know, he comes over. And he starts looking at the stuff. He's like, oh, you got some good stuff. I was like, yeah, so what do you think? He's like, hmm. He's like, what are you asking? And I don't want to give out that particular number, but right. I gave him a number. And he's like, all right, let me let me do my, you know, ca- calculations, see what comps I come up with. And then, uh, yeah, I want to I want to make a deal with you. I was like, all right, cool. So he's there standing for about five minutes. He's doing everything. He's like, you know, we were, we're only about a thousand off from you know what you said um so obviously you know we'll want to get 70 percent of that would you be willing to take you know said number and i was thrilled with that number and i said yes he said okay let me go get my guy and we're gonna make this happen he said hold on so i'm just sitting there or standing there actually waiting so i'm like okay don't want to get too hype because i know this is just the middle guy the guy with the money is the guy that needs to come over and give his blessing and make it happen. So I text you and I'm like, yo, you and Kamish said, listen, not for nothing, but I think it's going to go down. Uh, nothing concrete, uh, but I just got an offer to buy out the table for a set amount. And you were like, holy shit, for real? I was like, yeah. He's like, oh man, da da da. You know, well, if he says this, then offer that and then take this. And I'm like, okay, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's just wait until. The, uh, the big fella comes over. So I'm waiting, waiting five minutes, ten minutes. He, he's standing in front of me. He's texting feverishly. And I'm like, okay, well, so what, what's, what's going on here? He's like, uh, damn, he said he was going to be here, you know, a couple minutes ago. He's like, uh, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me go get him. So once he said, hold on, hold on, let me go get him, I was like, it, it's not happening. In my mind, I'm like, it's not happening. I'm, I'm trying to stay focused. And I'm try, trying to stay positive. But I was like, it, it's it's not going to happen. So he goes, he comes back. He still comes back alone. He's like, all right, he's, he's on his way. It's like, okay. So finally the guy comes over. And uh, by this time, the gentleman that was so happy to make a deal says, uh, you know, now that I'm looking at it, you're a little high on this, you're a little high on that. This is in front of the other guy. You're mm-hmm. a little high on this, a little high on that. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. What, what, what do you want to do? And he walks away and the guy that, you know, just finally got here for two seconds, that that's his first interaction. Instead of the guy hyping him up and saying, yo, da da da, he's kind of like, yeah, now that I'm looking at it, it doesn't look so good. Da, da, da. I don't know, whatever you want to do. And he walks away. So the guy already has like, he looks at it for like two seconds. He's like, all right, I'll be back. And that's it. He walks away. So I'm standing there like an asshole, like, all right. So for the last 20 minutes, you've been hyping me up. You pretty much said done deal. And, you know, the guy comes over and when he comes over, you kind of shit on it. 
And I'm like, all right. So I let it go. So then Rob's like, yo, what's up? What's up? You know, Craig's like, what's going on? I was like, bro, I don't know. They come <laughs> over, they hype me up. You know what I mean? They get me all worked up. You know what I mean? And then it's like, oh, no, we can't do this. You know, we start heavy petting. We're kissing and hugging and we're feeling. <laughs> I'm grinding. You know what I mean? Like, I, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I go to unzipper the pants and I know like, no, 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 no. Yeah, oh, oh, it's a family show, man. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> so I'm like, what the, you know? Okay. Okay. All right. Let me back off. Let me, back, let me give you space. Just relax here, pal. <laughs> so they walk away and I'm just left standing there like, okay. What am I going to do? So Rob's like, yo, go back over there. Tell him, <laughs> you know, take this amount. Make it happen. I know you can do it. Da, da, da. You know, and Craig's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, all right. He says, don't worry. I got your stuff. I'm going to watch it. I got you. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so I go back. Like, I can't find these guys anywhere. I'm looking everywhere. So I'm going mm-hmm. out. That's only one time that I got to leave the, you know, stuff and saw the Pokemon. And yeah. you know, Don Diego was there from Don Diego Trading. Um, you know, so I saw a couple people and finally I see the first gentleman that made the initial offer and said that he liked the stuff. I'm like, yo, what's up? I said, are we making a deal? Not making a deal? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, oh, okay. He's, oh, you know, here's this guy right here. Like, go ahead, talk to him. I'm like, okay. I was like, yo, your boy said, you know, I'm going to make a deal. Yeah, yeah, you know, mm. Yeah, I'm not gonna be able to do the deal because uh, just it's it's um, it's not stuff I'm gonna be able to move. Like it's not it's not that it's bad stuff, but it's just like it's too much of the of this of Allen Iverson and you know our job is to to, to move it. So you know it's kind of be you know a little little tricky to to move all that Allen Iverson inventory and. You know, even if I made you an offer, it'd probably be wouldn't what you want, and you know we're not probably. I'm like, well what's the offer yeah if i made that offer it probably would i I might insult i said dude what's the offer like just give me an offer and i'll tell you you're full of shit or i'll tell you let's make a deal or i'll I'll come back that's what a negotiation is like let's say listen bro i said i'm trying to move my stuff i'm trying to move up into a grail that let's come to some type of you know middle ground yeah I, i i don't want it i don't want it and i was like all right man cool so i walked back so i was like 30 minutes wasted there and then um i'm like man i'm ready to bounce so rob's like well what happened and then i'm like man i was like whatever nothing so then five minutes later the guy came comes back and he has one of his boys who i know from the philly show uh, who actually is at, always at a, every show honestly and he buys collections and he, he bought a majority of my stuff when i was at set up at the uh Fishtown card show. So I knew who he was. So he, you know, he came over with him. So I was like, oh, yo, what's up? So now I'm thinking, okay, I've dealt with this guy before. You know, what he'll do is he'll go through my stuff. He'll bash the shit out of it and tell me my comps are way down and whatever. Right at this point, I'm like, I want to make some money to be able to, you know what I mean? So I'll, I'll be more than happy and make the deal as easy as possible. Just make me an offer. So then he starts going to, oh, you're, you're, you're double on this. You know, you're high on this. I'm like, okay, dude, are you serious about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. I mean, look. And he, I was like, all right, so what, what are you looking at? You know, what, what's your offer? Yeah, if I gave you an offer, are you, mm, we'd, we'd be way off, you know. And I'm like, dude, what's the offer? Like, what you, like give me an offer. 
So so yeah. far, before you, so so yeah. far we've established that um, these guys, num- the number one, you know, like um, when you have uh, there's like customer service reps and they have the mm-hmm. script that they have to read off of. Like yeah. if the customer says this, you say that, and then yeah. So we've we've really we've already established that line number one is well, if I make an offer, you're not gonna like it. so that so that you lower your yeah. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So that this you know pulling that and I'm just yeah. like, dude, just throw a number out there. I said right now. I'm trying to move my stuff. Let's make it happen. Yeah, and now I look at it, I'm not going to be able to move this stuff. You know, it's going to be harder for me. You know, the same same as I'm yeah. like, didn't you just have this conversation with the same dude? Why would you come over? Like, did, like or he's like, oh, was there any conversation that you guys had? Like, or he's like, yo, this guy's just selling this stuff. Go, go check him out. Like, I was like, so then it's like second time. Now I'm like, all right. Now I'm feeling a certain type of way. At that point, I'm like, I'm out. I'm not, you know, I'm not making any sales. I got to drive two hours home. You know, any profits that I did have, I had to pay for the table and pay for gas and just had two guys, you know, jerk me around for the last 45 minutes. So I was just like, I'm good, you know, and, you know, it happens. I understand. Uh, But it just it just sucked, you know, because you have these expectations that we, you know, we've been talking about this show for weeks. So you start to build up that stuff in your mind and when it doesn't happen you know you, you get frustrated so i was trying to say as positive as possible and, and i understood and and i don't want to sit here you know with sour grapes and act like it was you know the worst thing and da da da. but you know it's just a, it just sucked because i wasn't able to again accomplish the goal that i set out to which was make enough money to go ahead and, and buy this uh grill straight cash and not have to touch any of my collection in order to do a cash and trade if i wasn't able to raise the funds so at this point i'm out so i leave you're like yo you bounce i was like yeah so i leave i get home i'm watching tv with my wife and i check my instagram and you know looking at the posts and then you know how they how they have those requests yeah so i click on that and some dude actually had tried calling me through instagram and he was like yo you selling your stuff you know what i mean uh and uh, I said, you interested? He's like, send me pictures. So I tell you about it. You're like, yo, make sure you get good pictures. You know, da, da. So then I proceed to spend the next 30 minutes taking pictures of 115 cards. Wait, you send them all individually? No. Oh. They were in packs of like six. But it's like in order to get the grade and to see what the description uh, of the card I guess, is, yeah, like, you're right. You know I mean, you can take a picture of the card, but if you don't see the, the grades and stuff, it's like so you have to be real meticulous and make sure everything's yeah. in focus. So it took a while. And then I sent it to him. And then, you know, great stuff. Just not, you know, I'm looking for more liquid stuff. Da da da. So I got hyped two times. Got left with blue balls. Got hobby blue balls. Got hobby blue balls. Drove home with those blue balls. Came back home. Thought I was gonna nut, but didn't happen again. Jesus, dude. Super blue balls. <laughs> so this is. I'm gonna have to put like uh the the warning in the in the uh, description when we post. We always talk like this. <laughs> I know, but geez, this it's either like... about a hobby nut or a hobby blue ball, and that, mm-hmm. and I I got three blue balls, so. Listen, you're gonna have to put a this. So this will come on after the fact. You have to put a disclaimer in your intro. Not safe for work. Don't listen to this in the car with your kids. Because you know. <laughs> so, anyways, go ahead. They gotta learn these things, especially the <laughs> teenagers out there. 
I guess. Um, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> All right, let me try to translate. I like when Tony tries to act so. so I mean, no, but I'm like, bro, this is supposed to be here. You're talking blue balls yeah. nuts. Come on. I know, but I'm trying to. You know, we're supposed to keep this supposed Who to be. Who says? Nobody, but I mean, we're a family program. We're we're <laughs> we're chronicling our our journey through the hobby, and there's sometimes where you have to make descriptions of what it is. So I'm trying to convey to the audience: okay, you ever have blue balls? Well, that's <laughs> what I had yesterday. You know, communication is lubrication. So in these parts, you know, like well, if I'm trying to make a deal, you know what I mean, and you say a certain thing, I'm just expecting okay. Well, give me, you know, what you're you're thinking, and then I can go ahead and make a rebuttal or say hell no. But then this whole lambada that we got to go through, and at the end, it's like, eh, you know, I can't do it. I can't do it. So it's like, okay, no problema. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> all right. So I, I, well, I think like part of that is just like um, is oh, hobby blue balls. Yeah, that's what it's gonna be called. Yeah, hobby blue balls. That'll get the clicks. Nobody knows what we're talking about. Yeah, that that's like the same way too. I mean, those ta those tactics to um bring you down, uh, bring your expectations down. See how desperate this guy really is to move his stuff. Like that that stuff that those guys tell you. That's that's like used car salesman stuff. Like yeah. you know, I, like you you were in sales like kind of mm -hmm. before. So like you know how that all. And when you're telling me this stuff, I'm like, all right, I know what they're trying to do. It's like, you know, yeah. like it's like when you go to try to trade in your car, they're going to tell you, yeah, you could have just bought it two days ago and brought it back to the lot. They're going to tell you it's the biggest piece of crap mm -hmm. they, they've ever seen. So I get it. Like, it's frustrating where one guy says one thing and then the other guy says the other thing. It's just if you look around the room, it, it's like, again, 80 percent of the inventory is the same thing. So if you don't have that where these guys actually have to think outside of the box of how am I going to sell this other than throwing it on Instagram and having some 10 year old kid buy it because you know, that's the easiest way to do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, at one point you said, one of the gentlemen said, who's going to buy a $2,500 Allen Iverson card. Mm -hmm. And I said to you, I'm like, dude, I'm glad I wasn't there. Cause I probably would have said something smart. Mm -hmm. And I mean, if I'm not thinking, I'm like, usually cause that's, I forget. And then the old, <laughs> I'm like, I would have said something smart. Cause I was like, you, Yesterday morning, you showed me an auction that's currently going off where there's an Allen Iverson card that's at $7,000 and mm -hmm. still with bids. And then there was yeah, another one. Days left, yeah. Yeah. And then there's another one that sold the other day for $10,000, sold and paid for. Yeah. So there is a market. You know, there are other players in this world besides Justin Herbert, Tyrese Halliburton, uh, you know, all these Wembenyama. Yeah. All these guys who haven't done anything. So, it's not about sour. And again, it's not about sour grapes. It's just that when you look at these things and you compare players to, and you're going to tell me, well, who's going to buy this? I'm like, what are you talking about? It's like, you, you got to, it, it's not all about prisms and optics, dude. Like, you know. Well, dude, but, remember you were like, yeah. <laughs> I actually got a collection. This is a small collection from um, one of my female coworkers, a male lady. She's like, oh, I used to collect cards, you know, back in the day, me and my dad. I was like, oh, yeah. She's like, yeah, I'll bring them in. I was like, well, how much do you want from him? She's like, no, 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 no. I know you're really into him. I'll, I'll give him to you for free. I was like, oh, okay. So I'm just expecting, you know, junk wax and the, huh. So she brings him out. It's like football and it's on-card autos, you know, some collegiate, some professional, but no, no big names, but decent cards. And I was like, okay. So I, I brought him with me. I said, you never know. Put him in the dollar box. So then the one guy right in the beginning of the show, he starts going through it, pulls out a Joe Horn auto, raw on card auto and uh, a Josh McCown 
college uniform with the patch and on card auto out of like four ninety nine. He's like, how much you want for these? You know? So, you know, I'm like, you know, five bucks, you know, 15 yeah. bucks. Yeah. He's like, would you, would you, would you take uh you know, you know, 15 for both? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. But that, you know what I mean? Like there's a market for literally anything. If a guy's going to pull out a Joe Horn and a Josh McCown college, you know, card, like you can't, you can't sit there and tell me you can't move Dr. J on card auto, you know, Julius, I mean, not Julius, the same guy, um, yeah. but another one, you know, Bill Russell, uh, Charles Barkley, Allen Iverson, you know, actual decent cards that people will pay for, not the run of the mill. Oh, I can't move those. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think there's any card that can't be moved. Mm-hmm. Like, cause you said, there's a collector for everyone. And, and I'm talking to, like, again, you're not talking about just some random guys. These are Hall of Famers, they're on card autos, they're, they're whatever it is, but still, it's just like, I'm like, Whatever. Again, it's just the easiest, the path of least resistance. I get it. Again, if you're gonna buy it, you want to buy it now and just sell it tomorrow and be yeah, done. You have with to it. worry about it. It's it's a world that we don't live in, and when we get exposed to it every once in a while, like I, I've actually had probably more negative things happen at shows than positive. To be honest, like other than like hanging out with the people, that's cool. But most of the time, I go to a show, I hardly find anything I like. It ends up being like whatever. I looked at all these cards all day and didn't really come back with anything out. You could say, "Oh, dude, you're being too picky." That's fine. So I'll, I mean, I, I, I'll admit it. I'm like, "Yo, it has to be a certain way, a certain price." I'm like, okay, whatever. So it's not like I'm just gonna go to the show and pick up whatever just to say that I went and got some. So um, again, so it's not like this is unique to this particular show, things like that. But I don't know. Other than I, I was actually talking to someone on, in the DMs that are like, "Hey, how'd the show go?" I was like, "I didn't get anything like that," and I said, "It's funny because." Now I'm picking up most of my stuff either in private deals or, well, actually all, they've all been online, but either a private deal online or through eBay. It's, uh, we're in a, I think, and I think Craig and I were talking about it. He was like, oh, what do you think about the overall vibe of the show? What do you see? And it's moving and stuff like that. I'm like, I don't know. I said, I didn't see much moving. You know, we were in that whole area there right in the front and there was people there. I mean, but it wasn't, room wasn't crazy all day long. There was like a little bit of time, but for the most part, you could walk right through most of the aisles without, you know, usually you got to kind of tight. But I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I think obviously the, the hobby has learned a lot of lessons from where it was to where it is. Some people and I mean, big ticket items, if it's not like you said, if it's not something that you've really been chasing or something really or rare or something like that, for the most part, they're not going to move, which so maybe I get that from the sense of these guys that are looking to buy out collections. Maybe they're they're seeing that more than we are, that they're mm-hmm. like, damn, a lot of this higher end stuff. Is not moving. And the so, thing is, I didn't have, I brought right. one high end yeah. card. You know what I mean? Like, that's it. That was just the one to be like, you never know. You're like, are you going to bring this? Yeah, I'll bring that card. You know what I mean? The one I, I just, yeah, Ultra Stars Gold that I picked up at the National. So I just put that right in the middle. And then everything else was, you know, lower end, 100 bucks to, you know, a thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. So it's like you, you, you go, you know, three tables down and you have like a, Five hundred thousand dollar collection of Pokemon, <laughs> and you're you're telling me my two hundred dollar Barclays overpriced, and I'm just like, really, <laughs> really? 
that $3,300 Pokemon is right, right on call. You know, that, that's, a, that's a perfect price for that one, right? Yeah. Well, nobody was buying that either. Like, the, the Pokemon guy was just uh, chilling. I mean, like, there was more Pokemon. I mean, there was other Pokemon dealers. But, yeah, those, yeah. I mean, those high-ticket items, they weren't, as far as I saw, I, I didn't see any big-time stuff moving like that. Yeah. So, um, which could all be all yeah. perspective. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so as it stands now, you know, you've got some other lines out there. You know, it's at time of recording. So you have other, like you said, there's other ways to skin a cat. So you have a couple of things out there that maybe, so maybe something comes of it. Um, but I mean, just going forward, it's just now just kind of seeing what you can do and maybe just uh, buy some time and, and, and get the deal done eventually. I mean, it seems like the guy isn't in a rush. Yes, no. I don't think so. I mean, the price he's asking for it, he knows right. it's not going to there's yeah. nobody be like, "Oh, that price. I yeah, I got to have it at that price." It's an expense. Listen, it's expensive. And I yeah. I don't what is that? I don't begrudge him because it's like if I was in his situation and I I had a card like that, knowing the rarity of it, and it's just like, "Okay. Checks all the boxes. Plus I'm an AI collector. It's my favorite set. You want it? Listen, I didn't come after you. You came to me." So you want this card, this is what I require. And if you don't have the cash, I'm going to need some big boys from your collection. Unfortunately, they have to be Allen Iverson as well. I know you have some other good cards that are worth money, but I really want your good stuff. And that's where it's like, man, like I could literally right now push the button and say, okay, let's make a deal. And I would have the card, but I would be out you know, majority of my, my high-end Allen Iversons, which I'm like, it's like, you know, they're not the most expensive, but they're rare, mm -hmm. you know? So I'm, I'm like really curating the collection to be, okay, pop one, pop two, no more than three, you know what I mean? So th th those are the kind of cars that I'm going after. So the, the prices will range anywhere from 500 to 2,200 or, you know, even more. So they're not anywhere near what, He's asking for his card, right? But they're very difficult to get, and he knows that, and he wants that. But then he's trying to get them all, sure, because yeah, the values that. to in order to add up to what he's asking for, it, it makes sense. But to me, it don't make sense because it's like, right? I'm not going to be able to get those cards back anytime soon, and if I do, I'm going to have to pay two to three times more than what I originally got them for. No, that's a tough spot because it's like prices are dropping, but not like you said, not for car like cars that are rare or or highly sought after. There's still some big numbers being put out there. I mean, like I said, the fact that the other day one went off at 10k, yeah, and paid for. Not only you know because we we checked it out. It was according to the powers that be, the, the auction was paid for. So, I mean, the one card I think you said it hasn't popped up on auction forever, and you were able to get it. So. Now it's like with the prices dropping, you think guys are going to want to put cards out like out there and take a bath on them? Probably not. No. So I guess we'll see, bro. I mean, like I said, you have some other irons in the fire, and mm -hmm. like you said if he if he's not too, yeah. Know, my my thing is like if he's like, patient, which you know I, I'm not going to sit here and ask you. I need you to wait, you know, five months for me. I sure, can't. Sure. You, know, you can't tell anybody that. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? So I, you know, worst case scenario, like. From the beginning, I, I don't want to I don't want to lose my shirt on this deal. You know what I mean? It's like I want the card, but I don't want to have to start all over. Yeah, um, yeah. 
Okay. So that's why I was like, okay, let me get all the cards that I really, which is a lot of cards, is you know, like 120 cards that are still have, you know, significant value, decent value. And if I add all of those up, I can then, you know, make the money to to pay for this guy. But it's just, you know, at this particular show with these particular people and the ones that were trying to do the buyouts, it just didn't work. Actually, you know what? It just popped in my head now. We have, I mean, well, today they're time of recording their clothes, but we have a couple LCS is LCSs <laughs> uh here. And I'm like, wait a minute, they move everything. So it's another possibility. Yeah. See, this is all like like this, yeah. this whole doing this, like right. reaching out, trying to get, you know, tables bought or having somebody buy out your collection. Like I don't this is all new to me. So it's like yeah trying to see what'll work best. Do you want low end? Do you want high end? Do you want like, what, you know, what are you looking for? Oh, you, it's gotta be a certain player. It's gotta be this. It's gotta be that. So it's, it's all tough. It's all a learning experience. Um, and you gotta have thick skin because I, like I said from the beginning, like when you start, you know, you, you buy all these things because you like them. So now it's like, okay, I want to move them. And then people are telling you, nah, nah, nah. You know what I mean? Then it's like, you know, you're vulnerable. So it's like, man, did I make, good choices was i an idiot in purchasing these things am i the only one that likes this stuff and then you start questioning everything uh you know but it, it's just just you got to be patient you got to find the right buyer and, and and a deal could be made you know whether or not it's it's at the price that you wanted maybe maybe not but you know just one of those things yeah all right so listen, let's just hope that uh, something, something comes about. Um, if anybody's out there is looking to buy collections, Cousin Oz is uh, liquidating. So please contact your local postman and uh, yeah, we'll make it happen. <laughs> so, all right. I mean, like I said, you have a couple irons in the fire. And also, uh, you know, like I said, I just thought of the LCS thing too. So you never know. You never know what uh, what can come about. But worst case scenario, you still have some of your AIs yet. So... I'm gonna, go that. I'm gonna go check out Bambino. <laughs> yeah, check out everybody, man. I mean, whatever. It's just obviously uh, we, we talked about that the the tactics these guys use to lower your expectations, you know, because it's like as you go, oh man, when somebody tells you, huh, well, you're not gonna like it. So that psychologically, you're like that that tests how desperate you are because you're like, oh, I'll just take whatever. Yeah, and then you know, so like, and it's like, like no, you know, it's like you don't want to be too thirsty. Like it, it's it's almost similar to like when you're courting a woman, you know what I mean? It's like you gotta you can't call them too much, you can't text too much, you can't respond back too fast, and it, and then it's like this whole thing, and it's like it, you know once they know that you're thirsty, they know they got you on the hook, like, then it, yeah, then it's like whatever, you know what I mean? Nah, not, now you're boring. No, I don't like you know any interest that I did have in you, I, I'm not interested anymore. You're just trying to, you know what I mean? So it, it's it's a very difficult and touch touchy situation when you're trying to to move a lot of things yeah uh, you know moving one card here one card there that's not you know when you're moving over 100 cards you know trying to and and as quickly as possible you know it, it's it could be difficult but it's possible i mean you were like yeah. lucky thing dude you were like uh, i said i hope you're not as thirsty as i know this one guy who was trying to get this like larry bird auto my man was <laughs> the thirst was real <laughs> <laughs> So, um, all right, man. So as we come down the home stretch here, yeah, let's um, try to finish on a positive note. I mean, overall, it, it, it was fun though hanging with the boys. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Craig brought some authentic New York City bagels. 
which mm-hmm. off the hook. So if you're uh, in New York City, hit up Craig. He knows all the bagel spots. Uh, so let's see what happens, man. Um, I think eventually, like I said, it, it's nice that the guy's not in a rush, but obviously, um, you know, he's not going to wait around forever. But I think eventually you'll get there. And if not that particular car, it's probably something else that that fits fits the mold of just consolidation and getting something really, really nice for a long-term hold. So listen, the, the hobby gods giveth, the hobby gods taketh. So it's uh, it's all cyclical, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure something will come around. Like I said, this is a different world as far as setting up goes. You don't, it's another thing too, like you don't buy inventory that is that kind of stuff. Like, you know Quote, I mean? unquote, a liquid. Yeah, I mean, because um, we were asked in the DMs, it was like, hey, were there any particular players or sets or stuff like that that you guys saw were moving? And we all answered with, yeah, the same old junk that moves at every other show. So, um, and you're not buying that stuff. So when you go out with basically, a, that's, you know, that's your PC. So, mm-hmm. but if people can't see the bigger picture and if it's not the same three cards that, are selling at every show and they can't see, Hey, these, there are collectors for these people. You tell me there's no collectors for Wilt Chamberlain. There's no collectors for Allen Iris and there's no, come on dog. Like, don't, don't be yeah. silly. There's, there's collectors for Josh McCown. There's jo- collectors for Joe Horn. So if you're going to yeah. tell me that, how am I going to move this? I'm like, come on, man, like expand the mind a little bit here. Like, you know, but whatever to each his own. Um, like I said, I, I think, I think you'll be good, bro. It's just good. Yeah, yeah. good Either way, look, at the end of the day, Regardless of if I get the card or not, you know what I mean? Like I still, I still have money. You know what I mean? Like I could use that money for a plethora of things. You know, I can, instead of, you know, me being selfish, I could take that money and I can, you know, give it to my wife or my daughter. Not happening, but I could, you know, so. Let's not do anything drastic. (laughs) (laughs) It's Christmas time, you know, I, I could be, you know. (laughs) <laughs> not the Grinch, but you know, for now I'm going to remain focused. So my, my job right now is to try to figure out a way to raise enough capital to, uh, to move this thing without getting PC raped. Gotcha. And real quick before we leave, just to, let's put it on the air. Like, so just talk to me about when I told you yesterday, it's like, well, you know, maybe you can piece it out. And you just said, Yo, I don't want to, I don't want anything to do with that. What's this? You know, what? What's the? Uh, what's your feelings on selling individual pieces, packing individual pieces, mailing individual pieces? I need to have the time, <laughs> nor the patience, nor the desire <laughs> to do that. It's just not in me, dude. I'm I'm Captain Procrastinator. You know, when it comes to pretty much everything, I'm last minute guy. And in order to piece out something like that, there's a lot of things that go into it. And it's a lot of the things that I hate to do, you know, I'd rather just simple, you know, send it to, you know, a consigner or, you know, even the commission commissions, the, the, the captain of, uh, you know, sorting <laughs> cards. And he, he like, like, that's his thing, you know, making Excel spreadsheets. There's some guys that love that kind of stuff. And the numbers, we call them numbers, Neil, like, I'm not, you know what I mean? It's like, I see a card, I buy a card and I'm on to the next. Now I got to move some cards. It's not in my, you know what I mean? Not in my wheelhouse. Gotcha. Okay. Speaking of the commission, we're going to have to do a kind of bonus episode at some point. Uh, commission's on the road right now, back from the Toronto Expo. So we got to So talk you to had him. your best week ever. Commission had his best week ever. And the Oz had nothing. But that's okay. The Oz's best week is coming. 
Yeah. Sooner than later. I was about to say. Yeah, two out of three ain't bad. So, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Like I said, this all goes around, comes around. Because, like, I I was the same way after that Philly trade show tonight. And it's just like, (laughs) I was questioning my, you know, existence in the hobby. It's like, how can I have these cars that are, you know, the numbers say that they're up here and, and then you go to a trade night and again, you know, you learn that's a young man's game. It's not other than maybe a national trade night where you could see a lot of different cards, but most show local show trade nights are going to be what you see in, in the most dealer cases. So, um, which is fine. Just not for me, you know? Uh, so yeah, I think you're good. Uh, it, it'll come around, bro. So yeah, just don't, uh, Go jumping off any hobby bridges, that's all. I will not do that, sir. Good, good. Very good, sir. Patience is the key. Love it, love I it. Just, so. You know I mean? I just want to, again, communicate with the, the gentleman, let him know where I'm at, and uh, hopefully he's understanding and will work with me. And my my last, what the, you know, the last thing I want to do is do that cash and trade and, and trade away everything for just that one. Cause I'll just look at my, my collection. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> I have a bunch of cards that I was trying to sell that nobody wants. Then the you end up with those. <laughs> I have all those. And then that just that one, you know, like, then I'll really be frustrated. So I just want to, you know, pump the brakes, take it slow, figure out a couple ways, probably the easiest thing. I, I mean, I, I guess the easiest thing would be to just send it to a consigner and just be like, whatever I get, I get. Yeah, could be. Yeah, I mean, but you still have to send it to him, so. No, that that I can. I already have pictures of everything. Like, I've yeah. done it like 62 million times in the last week, sent out pictures. To, so I have pictures of all the stuff. I already did, uh, you know, comps on everything. So that all that hard work is out the way. Now it's just a matter of seeing who would be the best person to do it. And then, um, you know, sending it to them. They take okay. care of the rest, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. Okay, well, there's no shortage of guys that do that. Uh, oh, by the way, before we leave, multiple times yesterday, people referenced my booger eater comment from a couple <laughs> episodes ago. And apparently that resonated very well with the audience. So look at that. So I thought, <laughs> listen, it's like, apparently uh, the commission saw one in the flesh and blood yeah, man. at the expo, like going yeah. at it. See that? So Tony, Tony, don't, 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 you know, I just don't make this stuff up just for shock value, man. That's still not nice, sir. You shouldn't, you shouldn't say that about our fellow collectors. Uh, Well, some people think I should. So, (laughs) (laughs) so with that being said, sir, the floor is yours. Take us home and uh, let's be happy. It's Sunday. Yes. Yes. I am happy. I am very, very happy. You know, it's just one of those things you, you come you come out from a show and you, you're either going to be on a high or a low or, or somewhere in the middle. And I was kind of on a low, you know, and just got to roll with the punches. Yes, sir. You know how Cousin Oz does it. Stick and move, baby. Stick and move. Mark my words. I will succeed in acquiring my grill because I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And doggone it. People like me. So stay tuned. It's about to go down so if you like what you're hearing give us a follow rate review subscribe and spread the cousins gospel and as always keep focused keep positive and keep collecting ayo tone 
Break the beat back.